Have you ever taken on the daunting task of moving all of your belongings, all of your family members to a new home? I'm not going to lie here. I have moved, I think I counted it up the other day, 25 times. And that is not including going off to college and coming back. I think it's about 10 states that I've lived in over my lifetime. So I I do have a little bit of experience in this, but the funny thing is that as for as much as I've moved in my lifetime, my kids have only moved about three times and only one of those was across a state from Maryland to Dallas when they were both little. We've moved a couple times since then just to downsize our home because that's what we want. We want a smaller space to live and play and clean and organize and maintain. And so we've done that. But so they really have not experienced it to the full extent that I have throughout my life and that through some other people that I know have experienced moving with their special needs child. So I am pleased to bring on, to bring back my dear friend Paige Strawn. If you have not listened to her two episodes in the first season, she was the first guest that I brought on and she's a talker. So I had to divide it up into two, two episodes the last time, but please go back and check her out if you haven't already. It's called Best Friend Energy, part one and part two. Anyway, go back and listen to her there so you'll get an idea of her family and what all she does and what her kids are like. But she recently had a moving experience over the summer. And so I brought her back on to share the tips that she has learned that she has really recently experienced so that she's really knowledgeable right now of what it's like to move across the country. So I hope that you hope you enjoy this. I hope you get some tips if that is something that you might have to consider or want to consider in you or your child's lifetime moving. I hope these tips help. All right. This is Especially Organized, and I am your host, Angela O'Brien. Welcome to Especially Organized, Sensible Solutions for Special Needs Moms, the podcast for all those busy moms out there who, like me, take care of kids who have a little something extra, and in the midst of all that extra, want to lead a more organized and present life. Whether your child has medical complexities, an intellectual disability, or neurodiversity, I am here for you. My name is Angela O'Brien, and I'm the parent of a 19-year-old daughter with Down syndrome. I know what it's like to have too much overwhelm and too little time when you're trying to manage all the pressures and responsibilities that come with a special needs child. Using my experience and skills as a professional organizer, each week I will bring information and encouragement to help you move through your clutter and reclaim what you deserve. So let's get started. Before we get started, I want to say something really quickly. And that is, I just got back from an amazing 
conference where I learned so much about podcasting and it dawned on me while I was there that for the past several episodes, since I started season two, I have been incorporating my two minute takeaway. So two to three minutes at the end of the show where I summarize just a couple things that I think are really important to take away. And I realized that if you aren't listening all the way to the end, you may not know that I'm doing that. So here's your note that if you are interested, I do a two minute takeaway at the very end of each show. That was some feedback that I got from someone that suggested a kind of a summary. And so I thought I would provide that for you. Just wanted to make sure y'all knew that. All right, let's get going. All right. Well, I am back with the wonderful and marvelous Paige Strawn, my my dearie, my eight to my nine in Enneagram speak. And my um, closet in Florida. <laughs> she's in her closet. I'm in my closet halfway across the country. And we are talking about moving that whole stressful, oh my gosh, intimidating process of moving. And that's without kids. <laughs> Yes. That's without kids with special needs. So when you tack on, you have kids, you have kids with disabilities or neurodivergence, it can be a whole new ballgame. And so Paige has just gone through that experience. And I thought it would be great to have her on as part of our transition survival series to talk about talk about the process of moving. So welcome, Paige. How are you? I'm good. I'm getting my feet under me and beginning to feel settled. And so I'm good. Good. Well, good, good. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about this move that you all have made. Like, where have you moved from and to and why and all of that? We're calling it the greatest field trip. We live in Tulsa and we still have our house there and all that good stuff. But we our youngest went to the IMG Academy football camp last year. He is a uh, quarterback um, and he had a great experience. And in Oklahoma, he they have a weight limit when you can touch the ball, but he could not touch the ball in Oklahoma. I was in conversation with IMG. Bodie was super interested, but he didn't want to go board there. He is very much a homebody and him and his brother are 16 months apart and they're super close too. And so I said, you know, he would love to come, but he doesn't want to board. And they said, you don't have to board. He can be a commuter. So that's when the light bulb kind of went off because he would not have gotten to play quarterback in Oklahoma this year. Um, He's passionate about his sport. He is diligent. He works every day. Um, He gives it his all. He lives it, breathes it. And he's, you know, he's just, he's a talented little athlete, but I just, his spirit to learn and get better. And it's just amazing. So if he wasn't like that, I wouldn't have picked up my entire family and moved here, but we looked at it as a whole for all the kids. Um, I know a lot of people, when they hear the word move, it's terrifying and nobody wants to take their kid out of their comfort zone. I look at it differently as I think it's a good growing experience. I think it makes you a better human because you're able to adapt. It gives you empathy when you're the new kid makes you you're kind and compassionate be like I remember it was like when I was new and it also just teaches kids to tackle their fear like moving is scary for an adult and it's scary for kids I moved in the seventh grade it was hard 
Um, but I look back on the things that I went through and you just learn from it. You moved a lot as a kid. You can walk around and you can make <laughs> friends with anyone. And I just think it makes you a better, well-rounded person. I have moved 20, 20 times, I think, in my okay, life. Mac, Bodie and Luke last night, Bodie asked, how many places has Angela lived? And I was like, you know, she's lived in Kansas and she's lived in Connecticut. But I go, there was other in Dallas. And I said, she, Luke goes, we need to ask her for a list. All right. I'll get you a list. I think it's okay. like 10 states, 10 or 11 different states, but you're exactly right. I moved in the middle of eighth grade and I was terrified and it was so, um, it helped so much. It made me closer to my family and it really, it makes you adaptable and it makes you realize you can enter new situations and you can learn about new even cultures, there are different cultures here in the United oh, States. So 100%. places are so different, right? States are so different. And so learning about that and having an appreciation for that as a kid growing up, it's it's just unparalleled. Yeah. But I think too, it also prepared us to be inclusive as a special needs parent, because inclusivity is our kind of our main platform when you have a kid with special needs. And we, I just think there's always room at my table. There's, you know, I'm always willing to give anybody a chance to become a friend. Like there's always room. Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of the tone for when you have a special needs kid too. So that's something I think we learned before we entered the area of our life where that's all we want for our kids is inclusion. So, yeah. so we, um, then we decided, okay, we want to really look at this for everybody. Um, my husband is commuting. We have companies in Tulsa, so he's commuting. So I'm kind of here on the ground. Uh, solo a lot. So then we started looking at what is an amazing opportunity for Shelby who has Down syndrome, um, which is strange because I've been watching the school that she's at on Facebook for years, even before Bodie went to IMG camp last summer. It's called the Haven. It's a special needs school. Um, they have a, a living facility on campus. Um, they have a work program. They have a preschool called the Selby Preschool on campus. So we went and toured it and um, I just, I love the director. I love the feel of it. It's a safe environment. That was a really good fit for Shelby. I was like, this could be great. And on the tour, they have a preschool and Heather, the director's like, you know where I could see Shelby doing an internship? I could see her doing an internship at the preschool on campus. And I about fell over because Shelby has always said, I either want to work with dad or I want to work with babies. So we created a work program at our company where they scan our abstract documents and the scan center. And um, it's a very business oriented job where I'm not sure I could see Shelby sitting at a computer all day scanning and indexing because she likes to go and do, she's very social. And that's in Tulsa, correct? And that's in Tulsa. And yeah. so when she said that, I was like, oh, wow, what an amazing opportunity for her to get to do that, hopefully. Um, so they've just begin, begun the semester, but um, she goes to ballroom dancing. She started that on Wednesday. Like, there's just, it was a neat opportunity for her. She had a phenomenal private school set up in Tulsa at a Catholic high school. They have a religious inclusion special education program. So she was coming from a really great setup. She had a phenomenal year last year. So it was a lot to leave that. Start with like, what did you think about? Like, okay, you have this opportunity. You're thinking about moving what were the things you thought about that then ultimately helped you make the decision to go? We found three great opportunities for everybody because then we found Max School. It's called Out of Door Academy in Sarasota. It's been in uh, here for a hundred years. 
he is very robotics oriented like he loves to build and um, he didn't really have the opportunity to do that at his school last year it was a really good opportunity for him too he was the one that was probably the toughest to move but he was 100 on board let's go you know here we go and mac he had a really tight group of friends and but after he saw what the event the field trip was going to be he was like i'm in this is great and he loves the school we've already gotten super acclimated there he had a great first week but when we saw what a great opportunity it was for everyone all of the kids i was like why not you know none mm -hmm. of them are seniors in high school or juniors which i do think that is a hard age to move at didn't you move from connecticut wow, what grade were you in when you moved the last i was a sophomore when we moved from connecticut to kansas and my sister bless her heart moved as a sophomore and then as again as a senior but Ooh. she was moving back to a place that she okay. had that was familiar yeah but now when you when you looked at these schools did you first you went by yourselves you didn't bring the kids correct well i bodie had been to img no so he had already been to camp so that was our second visit when we did the official tour mm -hmm. and the visit talked with coach bray the head coach and all that so he had already been there shelby was with us we just kind of told her we were exploring we didn't want to set her anxiety off so she was just along for the ride but she's smart because when we were at the haven she's like why are we here like, oh so she really doing? she knew her wheels were turning and we just kind of said you know we always like to learn so that we can bring stuff back to new leaf and tulsa because i just until i it was a done deal i wasn't going to upset her rock her boat poor Mac, he, he came from a mission trip on Orlando, picked him up, brought him here and then laid it on him. And he, he was a little shell shocked, but mm -hmm. once we drove the neighborhoods and drove the school possibilities, he was okay. Mm -hmm. So then Mac and I flew back in, that was in March. We flew back in May for, uh, we toured a bunch of schools and he had an interview at the school that he ultimately wound up getting into that um, we went and he loved it. When we walked into the STEM lab, he was done. So after we looked at everybody, it was just as awesome for everybody as it was for Bodie's opportunity at IMG. I was like, why not? Life is short. You know, live the adventure. Get out of your comfort zone. You know, I, I don't live in a box. I'm out of the box. And all four of my kids are completely different. The, probably the hardest part of this is my oldest is at the University of Arkansas. And so he's 17 hours away. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. You know, I didn't get to move him into his apartment Thursday. His dad was in town with work. So he moved him in. And so I missed that. But um, he's coming out to visit a lot. There's a direct flight to Tampa from Fayetteville. So good. that's the hardest part. But and then my mom, my mom is still in Tulsa, but Nana can come visit as much as she wants. And We've got a great guest, her own private guest room with bath. And so she can come and uh, whenever she wants. So good, good. So you may, so once you realized that you could get all three kids into a good situation that you felt comfortable with, so you've made the decision. Now what? Now what do you do? And the interesting part is like, <laughs> what area do we live in? Yeah. Another and crazy what thing. What do you do to prepare for moving? Yeah. Day, right. Mm -hmm. Totally. So I have been watching Lakewood Ranch. It is a planned community just outside of Sarasota for years. Like I remember seeing it way, I think on the Today Show. And so it is really neat because it's 
it's a bunch of different people. I call it a melting pot because everybody here seems to be from somewhere else. Else, I have yet to meet anyone here that's from Florida. Um, like last night, I met somebody from Canada. Uh, one of my good friends that I've made so far, she's been in London for seven years, originally from Nebraska. But then our other friend, they're from Wisconsin. Like everybody's from somewhere else. So it's nice because everybody's really um, just they all want to make friends and we're all in the same boat and we're all, you know, I've already got a little village to back each other up and bring their kid home from practice until we had to go to a parent, you know, it's just nice. Like that's been, and I think this area, because everybody is from somewhere else, it's easier to get acclimated. We have pickleball courts, we have a pool. Um, there's just tons to do outside here. And so we really like this area, but it, the farthest drive is for to take Bodhi. So we have about a 30 to 38 commute one way to take him and pick him up. Mm, that's a lot. So that's rough. And when I'm here solo, it's a lot. But once we decided, okay, Max's school is two miles from the house and Shelby's school is, I think it's five miles from the house. So they're very doable. It's close. So then you start looking at, okay, can I make it from, can I get everybody where they need to be when I'm here by myself in a timely manner and make it? And I, I did it all last week all by myself. I did great. So, you know, you look at the schools, then you look at the times they get in and out and, you know, how long can you stay if you're running late or do they have aftercare? Like Shelby's has extended care if I need it, but I figured out I can make it all work. Um, so that's, mm -hmm. you know, the biggest thing is proximity. Mm -hmm. And the guy that was helping us find the house, he was stuck on IMG. And I was like, I finally was like, look, take your focus off of that. The focus is on all three of them. And we need to be somewhere for everybody. And if that's the furthest part of the drive, that's great because there's two here and one over there. <laughs> so, you know, just getting somebody that's going to listen to you. And then we kind of figured out exactly where we wanted to be and, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. So and, really considering all your kids, right? Yeah. Like you have yeah. to really it was consider like putting all your together kids. A, a puzzle. Like where, where do we land where I can make everybody. And like, I, when I take Bodie and he has to report at seven, I have to leave the house at six 15 in the morning, get back. And sh this has been a really good thing for Shelby too. So we're really working on her independence. And so if I'm here, I usually step in and do it if it's taking a while, but there I set her alarm it wakes her up. I have a ring camera to make sure she got up and that she stays on task. I've got her a detail to like, you're going to get up, you're going to going to go to the bathroom. Then you're going to brush your teeth before you put your clothes on. So you don't get toothpaste on your clothes. And then you're going to get dressed and then you're going to make up your bed. These are things that like, I would always prompt her and I've never made her make up her bed before. I'm taking your cue from making Casey make up her bed and she's doing great. I get home. I walk in the door from my drive to drop Bodie at 7.22. She's fully dressed. Her teeth are brushed. She is ready to go. And my next thing I'm going to add is you're going to fill up your water bottle for your day. And then I'm going to have her start making her lunch. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think that it's like the, um, the fact that it's a new situation? Cause I find that sometimes when you have a new situation, uh -huh. you can input a new rule, <laughs> a new yes. process, yes. a new routine, you know? Totally. And so yeah, and here we make our bed. <laughs> exactly. And she has her own private bathroom in her bath, in her room where at home, she did not, um, everybody else did, but she didn't, she would come down to mine. So like, it's nice. Like she has her own little space. She has a little reading corner, like it's just a better setup for independence for her. 
and she's on the same floor as us. Our house here is all one story except for Bodie's upstairs. Everybody else is downstairs. So it's nice because it's just more accessible, like for her to, I don't have to wander upstairs to go check. Like she's right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think she's taking the light and the independence because we get home and we praise her like, oh my, and she's really doing a good job on her bed. And, you know, but mm -hmm. just having a set routine and I don't even think she's having to refer to that now. I think she's just kind of got it in her brain. And then I do help her, you know, get her hair up in a ponytail or whatever when we get home. That's one of my next goals is to start getting her where she gets, you know, her yeah. hair up. I've got to teach her how to put a ponytail in. But yeah. Now, yeah, so I, I want to go back to though, you talked about, did you have like a, vi like, what did you do to set up? Like, these are the things that you're going to do, Shelby. Is it visual? Was it pictures? Was it a piece of paper? No, what did it look like? It's just a printed piece of paper that says number one. It's just numbered out. Okay. She's a great reader. So I, you know, I just go to the bathroom and I know that's mm -hmm. basic and everybody should do it, but she's the type that would just wait and not, you know, so it cues her. So it's just, I've got one by her like little vanity makeup mirror in her room and then one in the bathroom. Just that's hanging great. simple. Yeah. Off on the thing so you have it in multiple places so that wherever she is, she can places. see it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yes. yeah. 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 So that's been good, but I've just been amazed. And so has Luke, like how much she has taken ownership over it. So that's fantastic. Um, she's yeah. a little bit homesick. She gets real attached to people. And so her, the lady that was kind of her, you know, helper, she just kind of overwatched, she misses them. And so I think it's just going to take her a little bit. I think girls are different too. I think they get, she was very attached to her girlfriends and they have all gone to, most of them have gone to college. Uh, one that she's super close to is still at Bishop Kelly. It's in her grade, but she does miss her girls. She's like, I miss my girls. So mm. that's been hard. They're all going through rush and they're sending her videos of getting their bids and, you know, so they're staying connected, but she does, she misses her. She calls her wrestler and Maggie are her girls. So she, she is, and I'm just working through, like, we will see them when we go home on Thanksgiving and she can FaceTime them if she wants to. And she has a little picture album that this wrestler made her, you know, that she looks at. So I'm a, I want to allow her to feel that because I get it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, but hopefully over time she will, you know, yeah. make some close friends here like that too. And so. that's really, I mean, I have to say you're pretty lucky that you have, that she has girlfriends that have gone off to college and are still staying connected to her, right? That doesn't happen well, every time that I get a text often. From them, I just love them. You know, that's they're just awesome. good kids. Yeah. And let's backtrack a little bit though, because I want to get to how did you prepare Shelby for the move, like from the time that you knew it was happening and you told her from the time that it actually happened, like what happened during that time? So we knew for quite a while before we told her. And the reason we did not tell her was it was the end of school. A lot of her peer mentors were seniors. So she was having trouble processing, like they're not going to be there next year. Um, so we waited through graduation. Um, she's smart enough. Like she had heard things like she was always listening, even when we didn't think she was listening, but she, she was okay. You know, when we reminded her, okay, you're going to be at the Haven. Remember we looked at the school that had the amazing preschool that you could help in and just encouraged her that it's going to be a great experience. She loves the ocean, like absolutely loves the ocean. So that was a huge selling point for her because we're 20 minutes from the beach, but 
I just told her, I was like, you're going to get to do some new experiences that we couldn't do in Tulsa and you're going to learn so much and you're going to grow up so much. And so, but one of the biggest things that we decided to do, and I, it is, I'm so glad we did it. So when we moved here, well, first of all, we still have our house in Tulsa. So we didn't have to clear that out and traumatize or anything like nothing there changed. I furnished everything here. I sent her when we moved she went to dallas with her Gigi, which is my husband's mom um, who she loves so she spent about eight days there and we got here and i got the house completely unpacked completely ready her room was 100 done she loves flamingos had this huge flamingo painting above her bed you know i made it magical when she walked in instead of disarray because change is hard for her and chaos is hard for her so, and I didn't want boxes anywhere. Like I made sure like the house was done. So when she walked in, it felt calm, put together. Um, so that was a huge thing. If you have the ability to do that with your special needs child, absolutely recommend it. Did you hire like organizers to come like, um, you know, move people in, you know, how they do that. Or did you just, did you just yeah. guys just undo it yourself? I just, we just did it ourselves. We basically brought our clothes, our printer, and then I had had everything kind of organized and shipped when they got in. So I came in uh, May and got deliveries. I had all the beds set up. Um, we had had a car, one of our cars brought out here and a trailer of some furniture that I had ordered in Tulsa that came out with us because I didn't really want to pay for a receiver here because it's expensive. They weigh everything and then they store it according to weight. And I was like, we'll just send um, somebody that worked for us out here with it. So when I got here, all the beds were done. So we automatically had a place to sleep. All of our linens were washed and on the bed, all the towels were there. You know, it was ready. Shower curtains up, like is ready to go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that which is probably nice. not the norm, honestly, it's not right? The norm. Yeah, it's not yeah. the norm. Mm -hmm. But you know, you can pack ahead, like make sure that you pack in the back of the truck, all the beds, have your linens washed, so you don't even have to worry about getting them here. You know, there's stuff mm -hmm. that you can do very similar to that to mm -hmm. get on the ground. Luke had ordered groceries. So when we landed on the plane at five o'clock, we got to our house about 630. We had a Costco order, you know, set and ready to go. And that was just planning on his part to have the basics there. So we, cause we were all thirsty and tired and it's stressful moving. And we flew with our dog and that was a whole, that could be a whole nother podcast <laughs> flying with a Frenchie. Like, <laughs> she does not like other dogs. And there were three dogs on our flight. We had, it was crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So at least having like, if you can't, you know, obviously do it like you, cause sometimes you close and then that's your move-in day. Right. Yes. So, um, but giving your kid an opportunity, maybe if they can not be a part of that so yes. that it can, at least when they walk in, they have sheets on their bed and yes. they have their favorite stuffed animal right there. Like those really yes. important items, items need 100%. to probably stay close. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. totally. And then another thing, let's go back to the file cabinet from the first time I was mm -hmm. on. The one with the Tito's in it or? The one with the Tito's <laughs> in it. Like it was so massive, not so much for Shelby. Hers was not, but for Mac school, the paperwork, it mm. was a stringent process to get into that school. They want, and they wanted every 
every piece of paper that he ever had, every testing he ever had. I mean, going back to second grade, I had to come up with that. So just another thing, if your kid has any testing, any accommodations, any IEPs, just having them readily available and not having to search them down. Luckily, the school district that Mac had been at for a long time, that was easy. They sent them to me digitally and it was good. And, um, but just having all that, and then you have to have teacher recommendations. Bodie had to have coaching recommendations. Then like you have to stay on the teachers to get the recommendations done because I had one, I just kept at IMG kept not letting them in. And I'm like, what, what's the hang up? Like not letting him just, you have like this green light on your screen. And I finally was like, and they're like, we're missing his teacher rec from so-and-so. Well, she was like, gosh, I'm so sorry. She's like, I completely spaced, you know, so just staying on top of it, um, trying not to be a pain, but being like, I need your recommendation. So it was just a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think keeping a list going, I was real, you know, breaking it down. IMG needs this. ODA needs this. Haven mm-hmm. needs this. It's a lot. I had yeah. never moved with older kids. And then the second part that if you're moving, take notes now, is finding a pediatrician and finding a pediatrician that, so Shelby has endocrinology, thyroid issue, cardiology. Um, and then the boys, they have, they take Concerta for, they have ADHD. And so finding a pediatrician that will facilitate that because not every one of them will, um, and then getting the medical records, I highly recommend sending the record, requesting the records a month to six weeks before you move. By law, the uh, pediatrician has 30 days to get it to the new pediatrician, which mine were great. Like they got them to them within a week. But if you have a medication that you need filled prior to school starting, luckily I had stuff left over from the end of um, the school year last year to make it through, but getting that. And then they, if they have any specialists, so the boys don't have any specialists, but Shelby, of course, has multiple specialists. They want records from all the specialists too, on top of your pediatrician before you can even set your appointment. Oh my gosh. That's really serious. It's a lot, but you know, I think that's a sign of a good physician who wants to look at the whole picture, Mm -hmm. you know, and not just get a snippet here and a snippet there. And like I said, it took about a week with Shelby and it was totally fine. And um, they called and were like, we love, you know, can you guys come in? We can do two at one time. And then another way do only do two kids for one appointment. So, um, but a wealth of knowledge for me was getting on the Sarasota disability parents page and seeing like where everybody went. This is Facebook. It's on Facebook. Yeah. So that was, and then there's Lakewood Ranch, the subdivision we live in, it's like 32,000 acres. There's like 30,000 people that live in the subdivision. So we have our own private Facebook page. I think there's like 10,000 people on it, but it's nice too, because everybody's moving there and they're like, who is your favorite pediatrician? And you can weed through real quick and be like, oh, that one sounds like it would be a fit for us. Um, and that's the good, the bad, and ugly on Facebook. People are very honest and be like, do not go here. You, they will not answer the phone or they are so attentive. You know, my son has ADHD and um, endocrinology issues and Dr. So-and-so is great. So, but I rec- I felt panicky when I realized how long it could take to get all the records. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I should have done this a month ago. 
but you just get mm-hmm. overwhelmed. You're trying, you're preparing to move. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was definitely something that I learned is it's not instant and to plan ahead. And especially if you have a refill that you need done, everybody was so helpful. Once you told them you were moving on the medical side, like, here's Mm -hmm. the deal. We're going on this field trip and they were great, but I would say, don't wait till the last minute or until you get there. Like I did. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the pediatrician's office that I found is top notch. So Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel, I feel really good about that because you think you get there. So I told my friend, I said, I can't decide if I want a pediatrician or a family physician to treat all of us. And he's a radiologist and he goes, you need to get a pediatrician and you need to have one immediately. Like, what if your kid got the flu and wound up in the hospital? He said, Paige, you need to have somebody on the ground. And so it's like, that is true, you know, to get their flu vaccine or their flu shots. And, um, and then another thing that's interesting in Florida. So for their shot records to go to school in Florida, whether it's public or private, I had to get their Oklahoma shot records and then they send them into the state and then they flip them over to a Florida shot record. So now my kids have Florida shot records. So if we, you know, go back, then they have to reflip them over to there. But to be able to attend school, they have to be flipped by the by the state of Florida. So they have to be acknowledged by the state that you're in. Yeah. 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 And then they turn them into their records. They put it on a Florida form and which mm-hmm. that may be everywhere. But um that was interesting. Um, all of the physical forms are are super different than Oklahoma. They're a lot more detailed. The concussion protocol forms that I had to fill out were multiple, multiple pages. And are these digital or paper? Uh, they were, uh, let me think, the IMG one was digital. And then I think Max was digital too. Mm-hmm. That was nice. It seems like everything was pretty much digital. Mm. And so you keep records of those on your computer and mm-hmm. yeah, so. yeah. I think it gets so confusing right now. I think we're in this age. I was just talking with someone that I'm going to be presenting for about information. And we are at the age where we have a lot of data that is still in paper format. Like when our girls were born, it was all paper format, right? And she couldn't find the um, karyotype of her child. And she (laughs) had to go into like, you know, I mean, she had to get her pediatrician to like go into like like the vault, you know, it was like some like storage facility and all this. And I mean, we are in that age where it's like, we've got now a lot of uh, digital, but we are still needing to access some of the paper. And it's so confusing. I think just that combination of trying to keep things, you know, well, was that form in my file or was that form on my computer? You know, so trying to remember all that. Yes. And we wound up what I did I called it the, it was like one of those um, plastic accordion files that you could stick and like everything that I had, cause I just had such massive amount of paperwork with the move. Everybody had a file, like Odie had a file, Mac had a file, Shelby had a file. And then you, you know, put their passports, put their birth certificates. Um, you know, if you're not moving everything from where you're coming from and we put it in a backpack. And I also had a major fear of all something that I had already spent hours filling out and getting ready, getting lost. So like Mac had had to do this whole summer packet of math and it was massive. Annie had to read a novel and I made copies of it just because I was like, what if it 
got lost somehow, you know? And I, so I had a copy of all of his work and put it in there and then he turned it in and I'm like, what if it got lost at school? So I just did these little safety nets. If something weird came up, we got it. We have a copy. We're good. And you said you put it all in a backpack. Is that because you took it with you on the plane? Yeah, we took it with us on the plane. Luke physically had it on him. I'm like, don't you dare set that down. <laughs> oh, and then our pets records. Like we had to go get, you know, get Lily's entire pet records and then flying with the animal. That was a whole thing. And then we don't have a yard in our backyard in our new house. We have a pond behind us. So she lost her yard. And so I have to take her to the dog park and I have to take her on walks and the pond behind us has alligators in it. So like, it's been an adventure and yeah, that's, that's a little different than Tulsa, but literally Bodie was going out to go fish behind the house. And I had told him, I said, watch out. Cause I'd seen a couple of gators back there on the other side. And I said, just keep your eyes open. You know, he came running through the front door cause a gator had popped up on the shore and it sat there for two hours. Luke and our neighbor tried to get it to run off and it was just hanging out. And Buddy, Buddy's like, I'm never fishing back there again. Oh my gosh. But you know, I have to watch when I walk out my front, make sure there's not a gator. Cause I guess during mating season, they roam in May and October, I think is what they said. And they'll like literally be, there's a picture of somebody from last October with one on their porch during Halloween, like a five, six foot gator. So that's an, that's part of our adventure. Whoa. So, yes. That is quite, that is not what you would get in Tulsa. No. So that, yeah, that's just a I tiny bit different. Snakes were exciting, but gators were even more exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. There was one thing that I thought of that I wanted to ask you. Oh, I know what it was. You talked about, you had so many little things that you needed to remember. Like, how did you keep track of it? Do you have an app on your phone? Like, what do you, do you make lists? Like, what do you, yeah. How do you remember all of that? I just kept taking notes in my phone. And I mean, the instant I was getting an email or a text or from, I need this, or we need that. I would just make a note. And, um, that is kind of how I stayed on top of it. It was, it's still overwhelming. And I just went to back. So I just went to back to school night at, at Max new school Thursday night. And it's just a lot. It's a, you know, it's a different school. It's a different system. He's on a block schedule, like a college schedule. Um, and that's the first time for him, right? Yeah. 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 So that's a block whole new change for, sure. for him. Yeah. It's a big change for him. He's handling it amazingly well. He's started football there and but it's just a lot. Every day I, you know, I check in with him. Was it a good day? What was the hardest part about your day? What was the best new thing that you experienced today? You know, I give him a ch chance to voice like, well, this was hard and I couldn't find this or, you know, to really get it because boys aren't just going to come tell you everything, you know? Yeah. And so, but so far it's going, it's going good. And He's made little two little friends already that they're all brand new. There's 14 totally new kids in his grade and there's That's 80 kids so nice. total in his grade. So he's not the only one. And I feel like there's, I think there's more new boys than girls in his grade. So it's been, it's been nice. It so. does help when you are not the only new person you're like, all eyes are not on you, especially if you have an introverted child, like I'm relatively I'm kind of half introvert half extrovert so when I was when I moved in the middle of eighth grade I was literally the only one and I moved 
from Dallas and my last name was Houston. And so everybody was calling me Angie Dallas from Houston instead of Angie Houston from Dallas. Cause that's how I was introduced. It was like all eyes were on me and it was so embarrassing. And like you, oh, and in eighth grade, like you are lot. as, you are as unsure about yourself at oh, any yeah. time in your life as eighth grade. Right. And oh, so, it's so it's stressful for kids and yeah. it's, it's helpful to re kind of remember that, um, as yeah. we like have to move our kids for whatever reason it is, you know, it can be really awesome. I mean, I don't regret any of those moves, but the process can be really challenging and hard yes. to get through. Yes. So yeah. it's, it, you know, anything we can do to help kind of alleviate some of that without negating the experience that they and yes. the learning that they can have. I also made like a master list of all of our utilities here, you know, just so I have mm. one spot to go to check or if we have an issue or, you know, and there's just different, like I'm learning here, like we're getting a generator put in for hurricanes because we just had a massive power outage in Tulsa and we did not have power for eight days, I think. Hurricane season is coming, which is all new to me, you know, learning to prepare, like you say, the new environment, what, what do you need? Right, the new culture. Yeah. I mean, that's just part of what happens in Florida. So you need to, you need to get on board. Yeah. And then just, I'm, it's funny. I'm going to lunch with my new girlfriends that I've made next Wednesday and I'm making like a master list. You know me, I always have to be prepared. Like I've already building my village. Like I'm like, oh, I have, I have the hair person. I have the face person. I have the gorilla gym or whatever his name is that delivers stuff you know and they're like bring those to lunch we're all just craving like to know i was like i have an electrician and i have a, you know just finding all those things and sharing them to make mm -hmm. everybody's life easier you know yeah. and i'm one of those people i'm always it's, i laugh because i'm here this week and a lot of people don't know that we've gone on this field trip and they're like hey who's who do you use for this or that in tulsa so i'm still like handing out people there to people there, you know, oh, I'm like, call so-and-so or call so-and-so. I'm like, they have no idea. I don't even live in the state anymore at the moment, but I just like to be prepared. So just building that and researching that. And, it, you know, when I'm talking to somebody, I went and got my hair done and I wrote down every single person that she recommended because I'm going to need them. Yeah. It's going to be here before you know it, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. So um, asking who, asking people as you meet them, like how, yeah, who they recommend. Mm -hmm. The biggest yeah. thing I have not found yet is an intern, internist for me. Mm. And um, so I guess there's just so many people moving down here since COVID. I think this is, it's the number one or number two fastest growing community in the United States. So finding an internist is hard from what I've read. And I called one that I wanted to try and he wasn't taking any new patients and that just started. So I'm just trying to find that. And of course, I'm almost out of my migraine medicine and I'm like, okay, I've got to find somebody. So, you know, being on top of that, the same way about having your medical records sent over to the pediatrician you're stick choosing, I think that's super important too. So yeah. So don't forget yourself. Right. Yeah, exactly. That was me. I was like, oh my goodness. And luckily I, I can survive because Luke takes the same medicine and he had a refill before we left, but I've, I've got to find somebody. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget yourself. We focus on our kids so much that we kind of forget and um, to make our own appointments and to get our, you know, figure out who's going to cut our hair and all that and yeah, but I do love the list. That's a great idea of making a list of 
first of all, for your house, like the electrician, the plumber, all of those that you have that you can call um, for your home, but then also like all of those services that you and your family might need, you know, like medical and uh, hair and dentist and all of that, you know, so. And I'm even taking notes for like orthopedic surgeons or, you know, who knows if somebody's going to get their knee knocked out, you know? And so when I meet somebody, they're like, oh, they did my knee replacement. I'm like, oh, make a note here, you know, in case we needed somebody here. You just never, I hope not. (laughs) I don't want you to need an orthopedic surgeon. (laughs) But you know what? It could happen. I know. You know know me. I always like to be prepared and I'm met with prepared. She's doing some landscape and she's an eight on the anagram. I completely 100% am sure that's who it was. And she gave me the lowdown on everything. I felt like I learned so much in 30 minutes with this lady. it's awesome yeah she was a plethora and also it's just you know connecting with the people you can tell who is a connector yeah well you've always been a connector I think that's huge too when you're moving with kids you need to find someone that's helping you find your home but is also concerned about the well-being of all three of your kids in their school and will help you answer questions and find out questions that you need answered that you don't have the network to find out the real scoop because reviews online are so different than real world happenings. And so I think that is so important too. And especially if you have a special needs kid, find out who they used because there's definitely agents who take pride in helping these special needs families network and figure out where to go, Mm -hmm. you know, and what to do. And just finding a parent that has a special needs child here on the ground in, in, in the public school system or, you know, a private program, if you're going that route. Um, I've, I've relied more on like Shelby's director to ask her questions because I haven't really found my down syndrome mom yet, but um, I think that's huge when you're moving. Well, I remember when we started talking about moving to Dallas, Casey was less than a year old and this was on the table literally the day she was born because we were living in Maryland and she we didn't know. I mean, we had friends up there, but we didn't have any family up there anymore. They had all migrated here to Dallas. And I remember Mike was like, we can move to Dallas. Like, if that's what needs to happen. We'll do it. Well, we waited a year. And but before we made the decision, we actually called the Down Syndrome Guild here. We looked like I think it was that's like the yellow pages or something. Yeah. yeah. So call the local association whether it's, you know, if there's a support group, whether it's Down syndrome or autism or, um, you know, whatever it is, you can reach out and they hopefully will be able to help you and connect you with someone who then you can talk to and meet another parent. And I think that can be really helpful too. That's how, when, before we moved to Tulsa from Dallas, that is who I called and she was such a plethora of information. Yeah, And I did, I really looked at the Manatee County Down syndrome association here. That's the name of the county that we live in and it's super you know I haven't talked to anybody yet but it's super active they do yoga every Saturday they have like dance classes for the kids they have a dad's group that meets once a month in downtown Sarasota for a happy hour um and we met at the drum circle at the beach the other night a couple of dads were there with their down syndrome kids and they were like have you gone to a meeting yet like we're super they're very welcoming friendly very active um And active for the older kids, because a lot of associations you'll find are active with the younger kids when you're new, but they seem to really have a good hold on 
reaching out to the older, you know, teenagers and mm-hmm. young adults and yeah, from yeah. what I've read. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Good. Yeah. Awesome. And two, I didn't, I just, that, that made me think special Olympics too. Um, yes. I, I don't know if you're involved in that yet, but you know, Not yet. that is another option. If your kid is eight years or older, then they can, you know, reach out to the local special Olympics group and you can also start to meet people and get your child involved in certain activities too. So yeah. Another thing that I think when you're moving with a special needs child is look at what the state has to offer. So Shelby is in a private setting with tuition, but if we had declared residency here, they have a, I cannot remember what the name of it is, but it's like a Florida empowerment or something where they would pay for her tuition. 100%. That's really amazing. Yeah. So it's interesting to look from state to state mm-hmm. what they have to offer. Um, so, and I feel like Florida has some things that Oklahoma has, but then Oklahoma has some things that they don't have here. And, you know, and the different, yeah. like along we every state's different. One. Yeah. Long term living facility. You know, Dallas has an amazing private one. Um, Tulsa just did one that it it's not private, but it's amazing. But and I don't really see one here. Like I haven't found they there's some homes, but they're full. There's just not, there's not like a Daymark living or a mm-hmm. village here. So, um, you know, that's your a, next thing Paige. Tiny dreams. Tiny dreams. I don't know if our audience remembers this, but yes, I like to tell Paige and her husband that they always have a million ideas that are like so beyond the scope of wherever I would go. And so Mike and I just say, yeah, we're just going to get you a t-shirt that says tiny dreams because that's all you do is just dream tiny dreams. (laughs) It's crazy. I just shocked. There's not like a day mark here because everybody wants to retire by the beach down in Florida. There's such a need. And you know me, if there's a need, I'm going to fix it. So, you know, it's just interesting. I'm just learning. You know, there. I just think that they they are still so new. I I know. Yeah. You know, Molly's true. on Molly's episode. She talked about how they looked all over, really, and they decided on Waxahachie. They didn't just look in Texas, but oh, for really? Daymark Living, yeah, yeah. So I just think that it it comes down to like we need we do we need more facilities. We need more people to start them. Uh, we just don't have enough. The n- demand is there and the need is there, but the supply is not. And um, yeah, I know you need one in Florida and I want one in California. Because <laughs> 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 that's where I want to be. You feel like everywhere needs one. Every state I know. Needs every you know? Everybody needs a day mark. Everybody needs um, adult, uh, independent living you know, situations, uh, opportunities and communities. And so, yeah, yeah. I just love to learn about that too. You know, there's an amazing one called the Stewart homeschool in Kentucky. Like I would love to just get on a plane and go from city to city and just learn as much about them and, you know, bring that knowledge to Tulsa or here, or, you know, wherever. Yeah. I think you could go anywhere and there would be a need. Yes, totally. Exactly. So awesome. But it's definitely been an adventure. From it has been an adventure. Okay, well, I like running in my house and alligators in my backyard. But it's been it's like reptile central. It is, but I can already see growth in my kids and That's Bodie, awesome. amazing growth and Mac, amazing growth. I'm you know, so happy for them. That's awesome. Yeah, what an adventure it really is. That's so. I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah. 
Okay, I like to wrap up my my interviews with what is it that you are trying to reclaim these days? Just get really back in shape here. And I will say it's a, it's a lot more active because it's warm here. Everything is outdoors, you know, pickleballs outdoors, walking my dog every day since we don't have a backyard is outdoors. But um, like I'm going to yoga tomorrow at 830 in the morning with my new friend, um, you know, just to really focus on getting my body back in shape because I want to be in awesome shape before I turn 50. There you go. Every other day we're eating a ton of fish and chicken and really trying to cook and like focus on nutrition and um, especially with Shelby, we've got her down 13 pounds. That's fantastic. Yeah. So that's kind of our goal is to get back in shape. Awesome. Last, last one was reclaim peace and I feel at peace and now I'm going to reclaim getting back in shape, making it a priority. Let's put it that way. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So every day. Awesome. Good. Good. All right. Thank, thank you so much for coming on as always. I can't wait to come visit you soon. So yes. Very soon. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right, friends. This is my two minute takeaway on my discussion with Paige about surviving that transition of moving your home, moving across the state, across the country. Well, maybe not internationally, that would probably be a whole nother podcast. So let's just stick to the states. So what are my two takeaways? Number one, sending your child away to have their own experience, their fun experience, either with grandma and grandpa or another relative or an overnight camp so that they can have a lot of fun while all that dirty work is being done, the moving out and the moving in. Those are really long, stressful days and your child may or may not be able to process all that's going on right in the moment while you are trying to get bed set up and groceries delivered and all the all the things going on in the boxes out. It can be really stressful for you and also for them. So giving your child an opportunity to have an experience beyond that so that you can focus on the move, I think can be really helpful. And then when they come back, having their bed set up, having some of their special items in their room and in their space so that that can really feel exciting and new to them might be a good way to handle that transition. My second takeaway, and that is we have social media out there. We have ways to connect with others. Let's use that to our advantage when we're moving. Look for Facebook groups in the new location that you're going to and seek out recommendations for doctors or therapists. You can find organizations in your new area that help support people with your child's disability. For instance, when we were moving to Dallas from Maryland, I looked up the Down Syndrome Guild of Dallas and I called them and asked them for some numbers of some people in some members and I got to reach out and talk with some other parents about what it was like living in Dallas with a child with Down syndrome. So let's take advantage of that and use those types of connections as a way to get plugged in and get information that we need. And then my bonus takeaway, consider this time as an opportunity to start to implement some new routines. I always find that if there's a little bit of a change, whether it's going back to school or 
getting a new comforter on the bed. It can be an opportunity to start a new routine for independence, a new independent skill. So take advantage of that if you can. Say, now that you have your own bathroom, we are going to make an effort to clean your bathroom once a week and put some wipes underneath their sink. Give them an opportunity to be more independent in this new situation and use this change as an opportunity to start that. All right, friends, I hope you get to go out and reclaim what it is that you need today, and I will see you next week.